Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. I want you guys to see that the Holy Spirit is crucial. Look what he says here. He says in Titus chapter 3, verse 4, NLT, But when God our Savior revealed His kindness and His love, how many guys are glad about for, for the kindness, grateful for the kindness and the love of God? Amen. Verse 5, he says, He saved us, not because of the righteous thing we had done, but because of His mercy. Glory to God. Now watch, watch this. I want, I want you to see this part. He says, He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth, and watch this now. And he gave us new life. How, guys? Through the Holy Spirit. Child of God, the Holy Spirit imparts the life of God into your recreated spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who initiates your new birth when you got born again. He says in verse 6, He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, and so, it's the Spirit, guys, that gives life. The Christian life is the Spirit-led life. Look at St. John chapter 3. St. John chapter 3. I believe I want to look at this in uh, the King James and then also in the New Living Translation as well. Uh, St. John chapter 3. Glory be to God, man. I'm telling you, when we can get a hold of this and, we, and when we can really understand how to live the Spirit-led life, man. What I submit to you, that's when you're really going to see some stuff happening. And I'm not just talking, guys, catch me. I'm not just talking about manifestations of the promises of God. I'm talking about transformation in your life. You see, guys, Jesus said that the way people are going to know that we're His disciples is by our love. Now, guys, how many know there's a lot of believers out there who might have been having some trouble with their love walk? Uh, maybe even some of you watching. Don't raise your hands. Don't raise your hands, guys. Please don't. Don't. Someone says, Ali, you can't see us. Well, 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 just don't. Just don't. Just don't raise your hands, okay? Now, if that's you, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, what I'm saying is, 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 is that it's, it's the Holy Spirit is, is going to be the one who can make the difference, guys. You know, the Holy Spirit, He enables you to do what God calls you to do. You know, God's giving you a vision to do something, Holy Spirit is going to enable you to do it. Uh, you know, you're, you're getting ready to get married. Well, Holy Spirit is going to show you how to be a husband. Holy Spirit is going to show you how to be a wife. Holy Spirit is going to be your teacher in terms of how to raise your kids. Guys, I submit to you, and I've said this before, that the Christian life is incomplete if it's being lived without the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You see, Holy Spirit is crucial. You know, you might be going through a challenge with your, you know, relationship challenge, and it's kind of hard for you. And and what I want you to know is, it's the Holy Spirit who's not only just going to be your companion, He's actually going to give you the wisdom that you need to navigate through that. There's certain things that only God can can do in your life. It's not just going to be good advice. You know, I, I can I can tell you what the Word says, but is you having a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit that's really going to allow God to speak to you directly about your situation, you see. And so this is crucial. 
Now look at some things that uh, look at some things that Jesus was saying here in St. John chapter 3, starting in man, let's just start in verse 1. Why not? This is our Bible study, right? Might as well just get into the word here. Amen. Let's start in verse 1 in the King James. St. John chapter 3, verse 1. He says here in verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2 says, The same came to Jesus by night, and he said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Now let's stop right there. So Nicodemus, guys, a lot of you guys know, of course, Nicodemus, the account between him and Jesus. Nicodemus was a Pharisee under the law, living under the law of Moses, and he was a teacher of the law. He came to Jesus by night. Now, the reason he came to Jesus by night is because he didn't want people to know, you know, because he was kind of concerned with what would people say if, if he's going to be hanging out with this controversial, uh, you know, teacher, Jesus. And, and so, he meets him by night. He says, I know, you know, even though they don't, they don't like the fact that I'm admitting this, Nicodemus said, but, but I, I, I kind of know that you're, you know, I kind of know that you're legit, is what he's saying here. He, he says, I know that you're a teacher come from God, because nobody can do these miracles that you're doing, except God be with him. Now watch the response of Jesus in verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, that's truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now let's break this down. Jesus says, you have to be born again or you cannot see or perceive the kingdom of God. Now, what he's saying to Nicodemus, guys, catch this, is, you know, at one point I was reading this and I thought he was kind of saying, well, Nicodemus is on the right track because he realized Jesus was a teacher from God. But guys, how many know, man? Jesus is not just a teacher from God. <laughs> okay, you see. And so what, what, what Jesus is uh, saying, he says, yeah, you know, you're kind of on the right track when you say that I'm coming from God, but you really don't, you're not going to be able to understand who I am. Glory to God. You see, I'm not just a teacher uh, uh, come uh, from uh, God. You see, glory to God. Uh, what, what, what he's saying is that in order for you to be able to understand who I am, in order for you to, to be able to understand what's actually going on here, you're going to have to get born again. You're going to have to be born of the Spirit in order to see the kingdom of God, in order to uh, perceive the kingdom of uh, God. Guys, the Bible says that no man can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, that does not mean that you can't say the words. No, what that means is that you can't say Jesus is Lord and actually mean it in your heart without the Holy Spirit, guys. This gospel is it comes from God, man, and it's God who has to reveal it to the human heart. This is why you can't argue a person into getting saved. You see, you can't argue intellectually somebody into uh, believing in Jesus. No, all you can do is be a witness. You can tell them about Jesus. But man, ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit who has to do the work. And so Jesus says... Unless you get born again, and guys, he was speaking here prophetically, because at this point, this was before the cross, and before the cross, it was actually not possible for people to be born again, because it was only after Jesus dies on the cross and is raised up again, that it's possible for people to be born again, because you, you're born again when you believe that he died for you and rose again, amen. 
And so Jesus was saying prophetically that, man, you're going to have to get born again in order to really understand what's going on here. And look at Nicodemus's response here in verse 4. He says, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? <laughs> uh, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, very, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. Let's break this down. Nicodemus was a Pharisee under the law, guys. And so what Nicodemus was doing was he was just looking at things in a natural, carnal way. And so he was like, what do you mean, born again? Uh, am I just going to be born again, you know, in a natural, carnal way? And so this is what the law does, guys. A person who lives in performance and self-effort is always going to be trapped in the realm of the five senses, in the realm of the carnal. And you're going to be looking at things only in a carnal, natural way. Remember what we shared with you last week? We said that God is going to be speaking to you in a way that's going to be not always making sense to your intellect. He's going to speak to you about things that don't necessarily make sense to your mind. He's going to be speaking to your heart. Nicodemus was caught, a bit, caught up in his mind. And what Jesus was trying to share with him was that there's a way of life, guys, that enables you to perceive the kingdom of God. And what I submit to you is it's not just talking about going to heaven. No, he's talking about perceiving the kingdom of God. Glory be to God perceiving the kingdom of God while you're in this earth realm. You as a believer, you're in this world. You're not of this world. You're in this world, but uh, you are of a higher kingdom. Glory to God. I, I, I speak this over you right now, that you are called to live your life as citizens of the kingdom of God, uh, that you are called uh, to live uh, your life as a heavenly citizen, even while you are in this earth realm. And the way you do that is, first of all, you get born again. And as we'll see, you'll be led by the Spirit. Now, what I want to break down is this verse where Jesus says, uh, where he says, uh, except a man be born of water and the Spirit. Now, there's a couple of different ways that you can interpret that. And I was kind of seeking the Lord about, about this. And one of the ways, a very common way, this is what I used to believe myself, is, is that what he's talking about here is natural birth. And if that's how you interpret it, that's fine. Because guys, how many know there's more than one way to, to interpret a verse of Scripture? Amen. And so he's saying, you know, you got to be born naturally. The water breaks, natural birth, and then of the Spirit. But as I was seeking the Lord, guys, I, I, what I believe he's saying here is he's talking about the cleansing glory to God that happens when you are born of the Holy Spirit. You guys, how many know that when you got into Christ, there's a cleansing that has taken place on the inside of you? How many know that who you used to were, that old nature has been washed away? You see, it's been washed away in the blood of Jesus. Praise God. It's, it's, it's glory to God. Jesus uh, shedding his precious blood. But I want you to understand, there's also places in the scripture where he uses water to symbolize the cleansing that takes place as a result of being born by the Spirit. Flip over to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel 36, starting, I believe, in verse 25. I want you, I want us to look at that real quick. Because, guys, this is our Bible study, so we might as well be studying the Bible here. Amen. And uh, this is also going to show us a little bit more of uh, what happened when we got born of the Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 30, 26, excuse me, 26, 
um, excuse me, 36. I was looking at the wrong one. <laughs> Amen. Someone says, don't you know those scriptures? Uh, hold on, guys. I uh, got to remind you, uh, we're all human. Amen. There's a human part of me as well. Oh, yeah. Praise God. Uh, Ezekiel 36, uh, starting, starting in verse 25. I just want to read these verses to you. And what this is, is this is God through the prophet Ezekiel speaking prophetically of a time when, when this new birth, this birth of the Spirit, this born-again experience will be made available. He's speaking prophetically of a time uh, that God was showing the people of, of Israel in these days that was obviously talking about when Jesus would come. And look what he says in verse 25. Verse 25, he says, in this day, then I will sprinkle clean water upon you. Glory to God. You see, and so, uh, born of the born of water and of the spirit, it's it's the cleansing that happens as a result of being born of the spirit. He says, "I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from." All your filthiness, he says, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Glory be to God. You see, child of God, when 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 God when you when God gets a hold of you, what He does is uh, he, His Spirit comes on the inside of you and He cleans you up from the inside out. And so, someone says, "Well, Alex, how do I walk out this Christian life?" You just continue to believe the Word. That you continue to believe that His Spirit is working on the inside of you, and He's going to continue uh, to cleanse you. You see, He's not done with you, child of God. He started the work. You see, and how many know the Bible says, thank you, Lord, that he who started the work will bring it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And so, and so you just trust him. You trust him. You know, he's at work on the inside of you. Everybody say, God is working in me. God is working in me. God is working in me. Look at verse 26. He says, a new heart also will I give you. And so this new heart is talking about the new nature, the new desires that you got. Uh, you know, you uh, before you got born again, you had, you know, the, maybe the last thing you wanted was to know about Jesus. And all of a sudden you got born again and, and you have a heart now for him. You have a heart to please him. Now, you still got to renew your mind. And so sometimes you might be a little cray-cray in your mind. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but your heart is for God. You see, this is how you know someone is authentically born again, is you have a heart for God. And he says, a new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. I want to break this down, and I want you to see that this new spirit he's talking about is, is your recreated spirit. So how many know, guys, what you are is a spirit? Amen. Man is a spirit being. You are not your body. You are not your soul. You are a spirit. You possess a soul that's your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a physical body. And so when you got born again, what happens is, glory to God, uh, you became a brand new person on the inside of you, child of God. This is why the Bible says uh, that when you are in Christ, you are a new person. The old is gone. Uh, the new has come. Well, child of God, he's not talking about your physical body. He's not talking about your soulish realm. No, he's talking about your spirit. Your spirit person, your spirit man is brand new on the inside of you. He says, a new spirit will I put with Within you, and he says, I will take away the stony heart of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Now look at verse 27. 
In addition to your recreated, born-again spirit, he says here in verse 27, And I will put my spirit within you. Glory to God. You see, you have a new nature, and your new nature, your new spiritual nature, is already joined unto the Holy Spirit. You've already been grafted into the Holy Spirit. Remember, we looked at this verse a couple of weeks ago, uh, 1 Corinthians six seventeen, where he says that he who is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And so you have a brand new spirit. you got the Holy Spirit within you. And this is huge. This is what I really want you to see. In fact, if you have your Bibles, guys, I want you to under, underline this. He says, I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statues and you shall keep my judgments and do them. I want you to know it's the Holy Spirit who is causing you uh, to walk in God's will for your life. You see, it's not you struggling and performing to try to be pleasing to God. Glory to God, it's not you struggling and performing to try to be religious. No, uh, what it is, is uh, it's the Holy Spirit, glory to God, uh, working on the inside of you and he's causing you uh, to do that which uh, pleases him. Now, what is your requirement here, guys? Your requirement is to believe it. This is huge. Your requirement is to believe it. Why do you have to believe it? Well, because God is never going to force anything on you, you see. And what I want you to understand, guys, is that believing is a function of your free will. Glory to God. I know it doesn't always feel like this. But the reason that believing is what we're required to do is because it's a function of our free will. It's us getting into agreement with God. You see, Holy Spirit wants to work on the inside of you. He wants to do some things in your life. you got to believe it. That's, that's what literally enables Him to do it, you see. And so... It's, it's you believing it. And I want you to understand, if you are born again, you have the ability, it's simply a choice, you have the ability to just look at the Word and say, Lord, I believe this. I believe what you're saying. You see, you see, you make a choice. You believe it. You meditate on it. You focus on it. You declare the Word over your life. And that's what enables the Holy Spirit to work on the inside of you. And, 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 and what you're going to notice is, you know, there's some stuff you've been struggling with. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a bad temper. Uh, maybe it's you being impatient, what's, whatever the case may be. You know, and you've been trying to clean that up in your own uh, strength and effort. It's never been working out. Glory to God. You just keep believing on the one who's working on the inside of you. Uh, glory to God. Even in the midst of the ditch, in the midst of the addiction, you, 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 you believe that he's working on the inside of you. Glory be to God. And you know that he's not finished with you. And what happens is, bit by bit, you're going to see some transformation taking place in your life, guys. It's the Spirit who's doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit who's doing the work. And then he says in verse 28, I love this, he says, And you will dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And... Um, Verse, uh, verse 29, uh, verse 29 says, I will also save you from all your uncleanness, and I will call forth the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. Child of God, God wants you to live the abundant life. Jesus, remember, what did he say? He says, I came so that you may have life and may have it more abundantly. Now, how do you access this abundant life? It is you living in a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It is you uh, believing that you have a God who's working on the inside of you. It is you uh, believing that even right now as you're listening to this word, he is working in you. He's transforming you. 
from the inside out, say, God is working in me, God is working in me, God is working in me, type it into the chat, amen. God is working in you, glory to God. Now let's head back over to uh, St. John. Uh, chapter uh, chapter 3, and we'll finish this off over here. In St. John chapter 3, someone says, what was that sound? That was the alarm, guys. That's my signal that I got to wrap it up. Amen. We're trying to uh, be on time here. I just want to finish off here in, in, in St. John 3, and then next week, we're going to get into this some more, and we're going to look at the fruits of the Spirit, and how are they uh, produced in the Christian life. Now, now so Jesus says, you got to be born of water and of the Spirit. you got to receive this cleansing that the Holy Spirit initiates when you believe in Jesus. And then he says in verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And so, you can't mix the two, you see. You see, you can't, you know, there's the natural carnal, but then there's the spiritual. And he says, Verse 7, marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Uh, look at the verse 6. Let's back up to verse 6 in the uh, New Living Translation, and we'll finish it off here for tonight. He says in verse 6 in the New Living Translation, he says, humans can reproduce only human life. But watch this. But the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. And so the Holy Spirit is the one who gives birth to your life as a born-again Christian. And I want you to understand, the Christian life has always been intended to be the spiritual life, the Spirit-led life. Glory to God. The only reason that Christianity has ever become, you know, a religion and people look at it as a religion is because we've moved away from the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand, the Holy Spirit is the end of all religion. You see, this is not a religion. This is not you performing. This is not you following a certain moral standard. The Holy Spirit is the one who initiates this new life as a, as a Christian. And the Holy Spirit, guys, is the one who's going to bring about morality in this Christian life. The Holy Spirit, glory to God, is going to be the one who brings about holy living. He's the Holy Spirit, amen. And so he's going to produce holiness in your Christian life. He's going to produce the fruit of holiness. He's going to produce the fruits of the Spirit in your life. But it's only going to happen when you live your life depending on him. Galatians 5.25 in the NLT, he says, since we are living by the Spirit, talking to believers, since you are living by the Holy Spirit, he says, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Glory to God. Since the Holy Spirit is the one who gave birth to your life as a believer, he says, you ought to also now live your life being led by the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? That's what we're going to get into more next week. But in short, it is you practicing the relationship, guys. It is you having some quiet time. It is you listening. It is you remembering He's right there with you, whether you can feel it in your emotions or not. He is where you are. And so, day by day, in fact, this is what I want you to do between now and when we get back together here virtually. I want you to find some time every day. Now, ideally, I recommend you do it in the morning, but you can do this anytime. Find some time every day where you just become quiet. You know, get into the Word, pray, fellowship with, with God, and then just take a, a few moments and just listen. And say, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? 
Holy Spirit, what are you looking to do in my life? Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.